In our world today, more than half of the global population has migrated to or near cities. By 2050, two-thirds of the population will live in metropolitan areas. Our world has become a network of connected urban centers, a web of cities setting the course of human history. You're going to enjoy my guest, the CEO of Global City Initiative, as we visit about global cities. Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7 USA. My guest is Dr. Jared Looney, CEO of Global City Mission, author of Mosaic, a ministry handbook for a globalizing world. And Jared, it's good to have you on the podcast to talk about fresh ideas and innovative approaches. Welcome. You bet. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, some of these statistics are really amazing. Half of the global population has migrated to or near cities. Uh, how fast is this migration taking place? Well, um, you know, if you if you look at uh, our history, in 1900, it was something around 12%, maybe around 12, some, some stats say up to 15, 16% of the world what uh, was living in or near cities. Uh, today, that's about 55%, and we're headed towards uh, 65 to 70%. We hit the 50% mark some, somewhere between um, 2007, 2009, depending on who you read. So I, I don't know the math on that, but that's pretty fast. It's pretty <laughs> fast. As- and I was, I was curious, because uh, I grew up in sub-Saharan West Africa as a missionary kid, uh, TCK, as we're called now. And I was curious for the capital city of Bamako, Mali, in the early 50s was 89,000, and the population today is 3 million in just one city. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Africa is really urbanizing at a very fast growth rate. It's still a majority rural continent, but that's changing very, very quickly. Right. And with Sat7, of course, we work across the Middle East and North Africa, and you think of the mega cities of the Middle East and North Africa, uh, Istanbul, Cairo, Tehran, uh, some of those cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, how can we do ministry in those urban metropolitan areas? Um, are we seeing the the growth of cities in the U.S. at the same rate of global cities around the world? Well, America's largely become an urban society that really that really took place in the 20th century. About 80 percent of Americans uh, live in or near a metropolitan area, so we're we're already there, really. And again, especially if we're defining this as the metro area, and uh, you know, within a close proximity of, of a city, not necessarily just the the city boundary. But uh, what, what's been different in the U.S., I think, is the increasing diversity. Um, you right. know, uh, United States has always been a diverse place, uh, but now it's it's really not just kind of the it's not mainly it was never just, but it's not mainly the 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 European waves of migration. I mean, now it's it's everyone coming from everywhere. I mean, you know, global migration is happening all over the world, and so we've seen that kind of diversity, especially since the 1960s uh, in the U.S., and it's just kind of continued to pick up steam. Um, the, the thing about, I think, cities in, in America and the American church is, uh, I think sometimes our worldview is a little more Jeffersonian than Pauline, if I can say it that way, that we're, that Thomas Jefferson had a really strong anti-urban bias, um, while, um, you know, Paul obviously had a very intentional city focus in his right. mission. And I think sometimes we've taken our playbook a little more from Jefferson than from Paul. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that, that probably affects how we see cities in kind of the American church landscape. I was on your website and um, 
you know, think about Orlando. And what do you think of when we say Orlando, Florida? Of course, it's Mickey Mouse, it's SeaWorld, and some of those mm-hmm. tourist attractions. But it was interesting, one in seven Orlando residents moved to the city following 2010. And yeah. half of those new Floridians were global migrants. Yeah. And Orlando's home to one of the largest public universities in the U.S., the University of Central Florida, nearly half of the student body are ethnic minorities. Mm-hmm. So it's really changed uh, one of our big cities. And uh, it's also one of the most unchurched and dechurched uh, cities in America. So it's interesting. You look in just one example. So talk to us about your global city mission and uh, what's unique about uh, your approach. Yeah, well, we're we're asking the question, how do we take mission principles and practices and adopt, adapt, and innovate these principles, these practices at the intersection of globalization, urbanization, migration, as well as the emerging post-Christendom in our society today. The fastest growing demographic, or at least one of the fastest growing demographics in the United States is the non-religious, in terms of religious demographics. It's the non-religious. And so how how do we take missions, principles, and practices, especially as we think about disciple making, as we think about multiplication strategies, multiplying disciples, leaders, churches, um, how, how do we take these strategies and this thinking and apply this to this new context, whether that's unreached people groups, other global migrants, the post-religious, you know, others, other subcultures, um, as we're working in these glo- these diverse global cities. Um, and so a lot of our, I think a lot of our mission training in the past in, in our in the missions world and the effective strategies that, that that have taken place, and I mean strategies that really have reached a lot of people are growing movements of the gospel. A lot of these have still taken place, not all, not all, but a lot of these have still taken place in more homogenous or traditional societies. And so as urbanization and globalization continues, and, and it really will continue. I mean, there's there's little speed bumps in the road, but it, it's a it's a kind of a human trajectory. Um, you know, how, how do we act like missionaries in this new world? So we're kind of existing to answer that question. We're not the only ones, but but we're in a small club, you know. And so we're saying, how how do we how do we really address you know this? How do we take missions practices and apply these things in globally diverse cities, and doing that starting in North America? Um, so, so I think that that probably makes us a little bit unique. Yeah, very unique because uh, the uh, idea in the local church that I find is to really be in missions, you have to be sent to a foreign country, an international destination. But what your model is doing is working with the nations that have come to America and start in our mega cities. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think it's. <laughs> We're, we're kind of pushing back on the saltwater rule. You know, it's only missions if you cross saltwater. <laughs> yeah, so, right. And so we're saying that, um, you know, in reality, North America has always been a place where we should be participating in God's mission and seeing everywhere is a place for mission. Um, kind of the idea of, of home, really kind of a cultural Christendom. Um, and then over there, kind of th- these foreign places are our mission. Now, listen, those foreign places are mission too. So I'm not, I- I'm not supporting any dichotomy. I'm actually supporting no dichotomy. <laughs> and right. so uh, we're not, we're not switching from there to here. We're saying here and there um, is, is what we want to be about. In addition to working in global uh, big cities here in America, you're also working through the local church in America. Mm-hmm. 
in that urban context. So explain a little bit how this model works in one of our mega cities of America. Yeah, so we're doing a few different things. And so there, there's when we talk about global city mission, we say we do three primary things. So the first is we're doing um, you know, life on life evangelism, uh, you know, planting, you know, small group communities. Um, and that, that's largely the work that our mission catalyst, that's what we refer to as our, our missionaries, the, the name we use for our missionaries. Um, and, and so that's that that's something they're doing on the ground. Um, but we also, another role in Global City Mission is the mobilization catalyst. And they're saying, how do we get more of the church involved? And, and so we're, we're kind of working both, both sides of the equation in that way. And, and so part of it is just grassroots outreach, you know, and so somebody may be living uh, and working and just building relationships in, in a city among, um, you know, a, an unreached people group or, you know, that they're, that they're, um, they're seeking to connect with and work with in that city and just doing grassroots outreach but we're also trying to equip, we're working to equip and to mobilize um, existing believers to reach their own communities as well, uh, because we need to see um, we need to see discipleship moving forward, disciple making moving forward in, in everything we do. I know on our previous uh, podcast, I interviewed Lisa, and Lisa is just part of a local church that was doing an outreach, and she was hesitant, but she overcame her biggest fear, and that was having a conversation she actually started a conversation with a, gal, a lady from Afghanistan, and Lisa, overcoming her fear, met the need, the biggest need of that lady from Afghanistan because she wanted an authentic relationship. She wanted an authentic conversation with somebody she could trust. That opened up uh, her being introduced to multiple other women in the same situation, but it all started yeah. with Lisa overcoming her fear of having a conversation. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. an example of what you're talking about is just authentic relationships in community and life on life. Yeah, that's exactly how we we do uh training and mobilizing existing believers. You know, when when we Global City Mission first started, it really was just an idea that there needs to be more missionaries in cities. <laughs> you know, that was right. that was kind of the initial idea. And then we realized we need to help mobilize existing believers. And so we kind of did that, and, and we really were just kind of coaching up people that fell in our lap. And then eventually, a couple of years ago, we put together an online cohort where we try to take people through uh, that life-on-life evangelism, just giving them some skills they can practice and, and helping them think about how they could start you know, like a group Bible study in their community. Um, and then we realized that because we're living out, in our team, we're living out ministry at the missionary edges of our society. I mean, we're we're largely working kind of outside the walls of the church. But so we're learning a lot from that. We're having these experiences. So it's really our responsibility to bring that learning back to the local church. So then we also provide evangelism training for, for church members and churches. Um, and so trying to do all that just to move it forward. And one of the one of the comments we've gotten from the kind of training we're doing, because it really is just how do you engage in everyday conversations? How do you integrate the gospel into that? And so one of the comments we've gotten is, I never thought I could do evangelism, but what you're teaching us to do, I can do that. Right. Um, and, and, and we just want to see that play out over and over and over again. Do you find that the local church is receptive to this model? Yeah, increasingly so. Um, you know, I, I was uh, just in a conversation yesterday with um, a, a church that is is uh, beginning to beginning to pursue a lot of their church planting and to launching um, house churches. I also am, you know, as we train in churches, I mean, what we find— for training churches to do evangelism in their own communities is that um, 
a lot of a lot of uh, leaders, a lot of church members. I mean, they just feel like they they want to do something. They just they just don't know where to start, and they just don't kind of know how to how to do it as the culture around them has changed. Um, right. And so, um, yeah, there's a real openness I, I think that's out there, and I, I think you know, and even the the aspect of looking at cities, I, I think, is becoming more on the radar for people as well. So, really, everything we're talking about, I think, we're seeing incremental increases moving that direction. It's not racing ahead necessarily, but 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 I think we're seeing motion. Well, how can people learn more about this model? And uh, then uh, you've got a website. Uh, what's that website? Yeah, website is globalcitymission.org. All one word, globalcitymission.org. And then somebody that goes there, uh, there's a lot of information. Uh, what would be the first tab that they should click on as a starting point to learn more and what would be the first step? Sure. I mean, they could hit get involved and uh, and look at any things that fall under that tab. They could, um, uh, if, if they fill out, you know, one of the uh, information forms, uh, you know, and contact us, they can, um, uh, they can let us know like where, where, which kind of conversation like to have. I mean, it might be someone wants to do training through one of the online cohorts, learning how to do life on life, relational evangelism and, um, and start a discovery group in their community. They may be interested in being a mission catalyst. Maybe even a returning missionary says, man, I, I really want to keep working among this people, you know, and, and so who, who should I talk to? We'd love to, to have those conversations. Could be someone interested in mobilizing the, the body of Christ and, and interested in being a mobilization catalyst, helping move people from the pew to the harvest. And so, uh, so that, that may be a starting point. Another starting point could be someone who um, is in leadership in a church and would say, man, I'd love for you guys come do it, do a training there on, on just equipping my people, my, my members to reach out in their communities. So there's a, there's some different starting points. I think just, you know, fill out one of the online forums and just let us know, um, you know, kind of what you're interested in and, um, and we'll, we'll take the conversation from there. Yeah. And it's not like you have to live in a city of 5 million people to get involved. Uh, a smaller city has, uh, migration and immigrants and refugees, Absolutely. And then get on your website. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, you think of the concentration of Afghans in America or Somalis or Arabs or Egyptians or Africans. Uh, it's amazing where the concentration of these uh, people are Absolutely. and where you find them in even smaller communities. So I encourage people to get on the website and become informed. And because once you become informed, God can begin to use that and direct you to get more involved. And uh, this would be a good podcast to share with your church, uh, your missions team at church, uh, so they can learn and invite uh, Jared to come and uh, present it. So again, uh, I appreciate you, Jared, coming on the Unconventional Ministry podcast. This is a fresh, innovative idea, and so we appreciate it. So thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And if people have questions, uh, I trust they'll get on your website and they can track you down. Absolutely. You're, Absolutely. You're, you're under the leadership tab. And yeah. so they can track you down and uh, ask their questions. Absolutely. So get on the website, globalcitymission.org, and be informed of a new uh, approach in the mission world to reaching out to your neighbors. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. 
If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.